0: Hey everybody, what's going on? I'm Rob Sesternino back here with a special podcast here today because we are gearing up for this week, the big drop coming to Netflix. It's going to be Love is Blind, season two of the hit reality phenomenon from two years ago. It's back and RHAP has a, a brand new podcast to talk about. It. And so today we are here with the hosts of the brand new Love is Blind Rahap Up to tell us all about why we should be excited for season two. Please welcome in the co-hosts of the Love is Blind Rahap Up. We have first uh, a woman who is covering all of the Married at First Sight for RHAP. It's Asia Welch. Asia, how are you?
1: Hey, Rob, I, uh, I don't know what it is about people marrying people that they know little to nothing about, but I'm just like, oh, I want a podcast about it. It seems fun.
0: Yeah, it is wild. I've been watching highlights all day and I can't wait to uh, talk about it here today with the two of you. And of course, here with us, the co-host of the Love is Blind wrap up it's Mary Kwiatkowski from Mary.
2: Oh, my gosh you know my mom would probably tell me that I need to go on a show like love is blind because the dating apps have not been working for me and that's that was supposed to be the draw right mm-hmm. <laughs> the normal style of dating's not working so let's just put you in a pod and that's what we did we put all temptation we put
0: the two of you in a pod you've never met before <laughs> right. you're now married as co-hosts okay right. and then at the, at will the we end make it
2: to the wedding at the end of the season
0: I'm gonna ask you both if you will take take each other as your lawfully wedded podcast hosts.
2: Yes. (laughs) And if we don't, then there's no season three. (laughs)
0: Then you start over. We start over. Okay. Uh, Love, love is blind. Uh, I'm very, I'm very excited. This was a phenomenon. And uh, Asia, this was like, uh, like right before COVID started. Everybody about love is blind.
1: Yeah, literally. I, I remember time and place. It was right before everything shut down. And, Um, I was very excited about the show just because it's just like, I've always been such a fan of Married at First Sight. And that Love is Blind brings an element that I feel like Married at First Sight needs where you just need to know a little bit about the person. And I feel like you can, if you get the choice, then you have a little bit more stake in the game. Mm -hmm. Whereas like the challenge that Jason Reed and I see on Married at First Sight is that people don't have that choice. So therefore they're like, Hey, I didn't pick this person. I don't have to stay with them, Mm -hmm. but at least Love is Blind You are choosing the person. And so that's what I love about like, look, it's on you. And if it works out, it's on you. If it doesn't work out, it's on you.
0: So in this podcast, we're going to set up a little bit of what the show is for the uninformed. We're going to tell you exactly how it's going to work, uh, a little bit about uh, what's to come podcast wise. And then we're going to dig in a little bit to some of the craziest things that happened in uh, season one. And this is a wild show uh, that there are uh, incredible highs and lows from Love is Blind season one that we can only hope that season two will uh, even come close to being as crazy as season one. So uh, we'll t- I'll tell you when we're going to start spoiling stuff from season one. Mary, it was February of 2020. I remember uh, vividly, I was at the movie theater seeing the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And when I was in the movie theater, Sophie Clark texted me <laughs> and said, do you have a podcast about Love is Blind? And I wrote back to her. I said, no. Should we? Is it good? And she never responded.
2: (laughs) Perfect. That's my favorite kind of question, right? The, I like this show, but is it good? Uh, You know, I don't really think of myself generally as like a a dating show person. I watched, I watched The Bachelor before and stuff, but for me, it's like the manufactured drama is what kind of kills the shows for me. So when you have a first season of a new show, they tend to really really go in strong of like this is the serious dating show this is the one where marriage is key and i think season 1 really really sticks with that they they take itself very seriously uh, at least the show and a lot of the contestants going in which is why i liked it because it was like quote unquote real relationship questions and problems like a lot of people are trying to really figure out like they're red flags and could I actually be together at no point in the show does anyone say like Oh, maybe this uh, this system isn't really working for me, or something. Like everyone seems all in on mm-hmm. like the format and the concept, yeah. uh, Throughout, and I really enjoy that. But I'm I'm hoping season two is going to be the same. We'll see. Season one was great, and and uh, yeah. So do we want to get into like what the format is? Then? Yeah,
0: I was going to ask you, Asia. Can you explain how the the show works for people who don't know, and and how it's different than Married at First Sight?
1: Yeah, so um, that's interesting. You said that Sophie texted you about that because that was before class of 2020 started. So that was before I podcasted, and I honestly I went on reality TV uh, wrap ups and was like, "Is there a podcast for it?" (laughs) And I didn't say anything not yet. (laughs) So I'm I'm glad we're doing this. Um, But yes, the format of show how is it different? So there are singles. You have men and you have women, and they are put into these pods. And the concept of the show is that you are getting you have ten days to get to know someone on the other side, to decide if you want to become engaged to them. If you make that decision to get engaged, then you can finally meet face-to-face. So when they're in their pods, they can't see each other. They can't see a a glimmer of any, a shadow or nothing. So they're getting to know this person without ever seeing their face, which, hey – Some people do that on dating apps and don't realize it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so once they they, uh, decide, this is my person, then you'll have either the guy propose. And we also saw a situation where the the woman proposed um, in the pod. And then once they're engaged, they meet each other face to face. They're whisked away to Mexico for a honeymoon. And then they come back and they have about 20 days until the wedding. And then it's at the altar that they decide if they want to get married or don't want to get married.
0: Yeah. And that is the the, the great like uh, culmination of this show. Where that uh, Mary sent me a video of uh, all of the wedding ceremonies, and I'm like, okay, uh, this sounds boring. I'm just gonna watch the wedding ceremonies. But apparently, <laughs> like the couples, like uh, like like the moment of like uh, like it's basically the thing where like both of them have to turn their key. Like the <laughs> the, the, the minister asks them, like, do you take this person? And and then like, yes, absolutely, I love you so much. And then the other. person. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not that into it. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. And it, not it for was me. The, <laughs> the highlight of, of season one was the fact that we had we had some yeses. We had some no's. We had some men who said no. We had some women who said no. We had some people say no who. Everything leading up into that point, we thought was going to be a yes. Yes. And we had a runaway bride. Oh, had, so great. So <laughs> we had all kinds of scenarios. So it was really, really fun to just see the variety there. And uh, I think the big, you know, the big thing going into it won't say who yet, but we had two, two couples stick and make it through, say yes, and are still together to this day three wow. years later. Wow. So there you go. And, you know, who it, says that, that love is dead?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and the wildest thing is that they, they bring their families out to, uh, the, <laughs> the ceremony. And yeah. then, so sometimes these people get left at the altar in front of every, everybody. And it seems like the, the people that are leaving at the altar, their family has been brought out there. <laughs> and it's not like the kind of thing where it just happens like in, in private, like on like some, like uh, sound stage thats that is, that, <laughs> (laughs) This is like a real like, you know, humiliation uh, and it's on television.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Literally. So that's the key difference between Married at First Sight and Love is Blind. So Married at First Sight, it's pretty much in their contracts. They have to say yes. Right. But on Love is Blind, you go through the whole experiment is before the altar. And so once you make it to the altar, you have free will. You can say whatever you want. But I think so. They have to make it to the. They have to make that decision at the altar because some of these couples in season one, you're like, why would you even go that far to get dressed? Right. You know what you're going to say. We know what you're going to say. Maybe your spouse may not know, but they have to make it to the altar to give their formal decision, which is like the wild part because there's family and friends involved.
0: Mm-hmm. Mary, is the finale the weddings? Is that is that when the season's going to end?
1: The finale is the
2: weddings although season 1 because it was so popular uh, released a couple weeks later a reunion show that was sort of on a like on a stage with everyone together talking about where they are now and then they even released a 2 years later like special three episode special that covered the 2 year Anniversary party of the two couples, and where they bring everybody back from the the season one, and find out like some of these people, you know, intermingled after the show, and then we. What do you mean intermingled? <laughs> Some people who had not paired up in the pods later got together, uh, and uh, some people who didn't quite weren't quite interesting enough to make it to the the to be featured on the show were like, "Oh, now's my chance! I've been friends. Mm -hmm. This is my time to get some some screen." So, yeah, it was good. But the way we look at this, I think, is like you've got the pods, then you've got the retreat in Mexico, sort of pre-marriage honeymoon. And that's where also all of the couples then see like who else became a couple, which brings a lot of drama because maybe you were deciding between two people in the pods and then you find out that your second choice, Hey, they're still around on the show with you. Cause then they move everyone into the same apartment complex for the next 20 days. So they get to hang out.
0: Okay. And then it seems like that there is uh, some possibility that you can switch. (laughs)
2: that's something that i would be curious to see if it happens in a future season because we got we got well i don't know if we got close but we got uh in the realm of a a triangle okay all right yeah
1: because i mean it's like real world possibility you could be engaged to someone two people four people could be engaged in real life and decide i don't want to be engaged anymore and be engaged to that person Mm -hmm. so in that way but technically they they're all engaged at this point so it, all parties would need to agree, I would mm-hmm. imagine.
0: Yeah, it seemed like uh, not to get into spoilers, but in season one, there was at least an attempted uh, swap yeah. that happened. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, there was at least some attempted sabotage.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I
2: And I think the show would love that. I think the show would love if there were four people and then they two of them switched. Like I think the show would, mm. would really go with that. Yeah. But but it is pretty like Asia said, they're engaged and it's that's like the one thing where if you if you're the kind of person who rolls your eyes on these dating shows when they start talking about being in love in a couple days. I mean they've got they've got like over a month. It's like thirty eight days of the whole thing, which is, you know, oh come on people. You can get married in thirty eight days. That's fine. Um but the fact that people will will get <laughs> engaged and then throughout the rest of the show be like, how dare they talk to me like that don't they know that that's my fiance As if it's like real serious. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Asia, can you just talk about, so I know we have the pods, I guess we go on a vacation and then is, is there any other like place where we spend time with them before it's the wedding?
1: So we're spending time with them living day to day. So this is them really finding out how the person lives and really it's wedding prep. So that's the focus.
0: And do they all live in the same city?
1: Yes. So this first season took place in Atlanta. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, is the second season in Chicago? I think that's where I saw a casting call, but maybe they ended up going to a different city. But um, yeah, yes, not yes, every person. City.
2: Not every person from season one was living in Atlanta at the time, but a lot of them were, like more than half, and a couple of them who weren't were, were close ish. Mm-hmm. Um and so I think they were really trying to simplify things because they needed to be close enough that they they move all the couples into the same apartment complex, sort of everyone's in an apartment. And then they'll do things like go visit their actual homes mm-hmm. to be like, here's here's my apartment, here's my roommates, here's my yeah. house, here's my dog, here's my family. And so they kind of go through all those typical dating stages of like meeting the parents and mm-hmm. finding out what jobs you have. And uh, they're really, really trying Yeah. And unlike something like a bachelor in paradise where it's like, we're going to put you in a dream scenario to try and find love. This is like, no, we're putting you in the real world. Check out each other's real lives to see if this is going to work long-term.
0: Okay. Is there anything else about the premise of the show that either of you uh, want to throw out there before we talk about some of the season one highlights?
1: I want to say that like, there are a lot of shows, specifically *Married at First Sight* and *The Bachelor*, that they like to say this is like a, a blend of, of these two shows. That people say those work. But then we're like, we know they don't work because of the the success rate is atrocious, right? But I personally think Love is Blind works. I feel like the concept works. And I think that's proof through some of the relationships that we did see play Mm -hmm. out through season one. So if anybody out there is a skeptic, I would say give at least the first episode of season one a try. And you will see that. You know, we see that people can really get to know each other on a level that they're like, look, I think this is my person. I go if they go all in on it, they have no doubts about it. And then when they see the person that kind of confirms like, "Okay, yes, this this all works. Okay, Um, so the concept works.
0: Asia, so are you saying that dating apps should get rid of all the pictures?
1: Hey, that is actually a wonderful idea. Is there an app like that where you just put like a little icon? And then just talk endlessly to each other, and, and then that finally, seems to be how a lot of know. dating
0: apps work on television shows that I watch. <laughs> it's like, right. oh, I met a new person. Oh, this, this person is awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I think there is a, a show about that. It's called Catfish. Catfish. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. I agree, though, that I think the concept can work, especially if you're the 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 couples who really make it work are the ones who went into it very much open to the idea of like, I've tried the dating apps. It's not working. I think I'm getting into my head when it comes to my checklist of height, age range, ethnicity, whatever it is that you think that you're suited for. And then the people who are like, I'm just looking for personality and a connection. They'll spend 10 days making that connection. So when they do meet, they feel like it's it kind of doesn't matter as much what the person looks like also helps that they pretty much only hot, like cast hot people yeah. on the show like yeah. you know, like that's you know what that's how it is there were no but,
0: grenades in the pod I think that, <laughs> that would be a good twist
2: yeah, that would be an interesting twist um it, you know I I like the the general part and the thing that I was most wary about when I went into the show the first time was I thought the entire show was gonna be the dating in the pods mm-hmm. and then the end would be they'd meet and that would be the end and so the part I really like was if you watch the first episode and you're like kind of interested skip ahead a couple to where they meet in person too because that's it's a it's a completely different show like the show goes through phases the pod part is really like speed dating and that's where a lot of the humor is but if you're looking for like the real world drama that comes when they actually meet in person
1: okay yeah i'm saying if i had the love is blind application in front of me and the married at first sight application in front of me not that that has ever happened under any (laughs) Mm -hmm. circumstance then i'd probably pick love is blind
0: okay well i think that for uh married at first sight like they try to they take a lot of pride in that they oh we scientifically picked out the perfect person for you mm-hmm. like we don't trust you uh like we <laughs> you, you took a test we figured out the best person for you here yeah you do have some agency of you get to pick mm-hmm. uh you know you get to meet with all the people and say like oh i like their voice right Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Do I want to listen to this voice for the rest of my life?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you want to get into the pods with Asia and Mary, here's what you can do. Okay, we are going to tell you how to subscribe to the podcast. The Love at First uh, the I'm sorry the Love at First Sight podcast feed is here, which Ooh. will feature Love is Blind and our coverage of Married at First Sight. Get it all in one place. Subscribe at robinswebsite.com/slash first sight feed first sight feed hit subscribe you'll be all set for our season two coverage wherever you get your podcast rob's website.com slash first sight feed okay we're gonna take a quick break because then when we come back we're gonna talk about spoilers and some of the craziest moments you don't want to if you don't know these stories uh, there's some good ones that happen in season one of love is blind right after this Okay, I want to talk about some of the wild uh, shenanigans that happened <laughs> in uh, season one of Love Is Blind.
1: Yeah, where do we even start? I think we, I think we start at the top, the success, yes. and go from there.
0: Yes, right? okay.
1: So we could start with who you, you probably pegged as fan favorite, right, Mary? Yeah. The
2: the fan favorite, I think by far has got to be the Hamiltons. The
0: Hamiltons. (laughs) Okay.
2: Cameron Hamilton and Lauren Speed.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: Cameron 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 and
0: Lauren. Let me, let me, I watched so many highlights. Uh, Let me look. Oh yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I I know, I know who, I know who this is.
1: (laughs) So their, their origin story is just that Cameron is a white male and Lauren is a black female and they do, they do harp on this most of the season of just like love has no, no race mm-hmm. and can, you know? And so uh, Lauren is coming into this. She's always dated black men. She's like, I'm going to be open. And then Cameron comes in, he hears her voice. Their conversation is just out of this world. They decide they want to get engaged in five days, five days. They realize this is my person. I don't need the 10 days. I Cameron was not focused on anybody else.
0: Okay. I didn't know you had 10, you had 10 days to decide. I thought once you picked yeah. your person, you were engaged. When, and when does that happen at the retreat?
1: No. ten. So you have, yeah. You have 10 days. Oh. If you don't decide in 10 days. You're you're done. Right. Yeah. You just have yeah. to get engaged within the 10 days. So they start off with, I think 30
2: people, is it 30 people or 30 couples? Uh, 30 men and 30 women. I think it's 30 people total. Yeah. 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 So there's 30 people total who go in and uh, the the show actually (laughs) wildly underestimated how successful it was going to be Mm -hmm. in the pod phase because we end up getting six, well on the show we see six couples who get engaged there were actually eight couples who ended up getting together but the show was like look we thought we would only have one to two and we only planned for five and we're already stretching that to six so you two other couples we're just gonna have to say goodbye to you have fun it turns out in the real world yeah
0: people who came to be on a reality tv show uh really wanted to be on a reality tv show (laughs)
1: Yeah. They yeah. realized they did. They would not stop at anything. They're like a proposal that's going to stop them. No. Right. No. <laughs> 16 right. people. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So it's, it's really interesting how that goes, but the, the Hamiltons with uh, Cameron and Lauren, the the show tries to like, like Asia said, the, the main sort of, I don't know, conflict or, or drama with them is like, Oh, are they going to make the, the interracial you know, thing work is that that's kind of our, our main thing. Um, and the answer is yes, they are because they they fell in love and they're, yeah. they're okay. really genuine, cool people. But so. things
0: yeah. almost fell apart based on one of the clips that I watched oh, yeah. where when Cameron went home to go meet Lauren's parents and mm-hmm. I, I don't even think that uh, Lauren's parents had ever met any other boyfriend that she had ever had. And mm-hmm. Cameron thought this was a good spot <laughs> to perform that he used to be in some sort of a uh, rap group and so he rapped for Lauren's parents
1: look Cameron had to show he had a little flavor you know like he had to show he could keep a beat you know at the wedding he's going to be able to dance put the and mic down he- bro
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. stop yeah. rapping you're <laughs> trash Wendell
1: I thought it would be trash. Like Cameron is a scientist. He deals with artificial intelligence. Right. So I, I felt like he might have been a little bit, you know, straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think the rap was bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He's Yeah, he was OK. It was fine. I don't think it was necessary for him to do. But, but it, it happened. Uh, yeah, they're they're great. You know, they're happy in the in the reunion show we see that they're still happy and together and they've, they've got a big social media presence and stuff now. And I think my favorite part of them as a couple is just the way that all of the other couples look at them like, Oh, they're mm-hmm. like the ones who are so far above us anyway, yes. so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and, and there is some like that's kind of the interesting conflict in the pods is that it's perfectly likely that some people are going to have, you know, their top three people may overlap with someone else's, you know, top three people. Yes. And I don't know what happened with Cameron and Lauren. I guess they just sort of paired up and were like nobody else was interested. Nobody else got in there quick enough to to scoop them Um
1: yeah, you know. I think they did right by getting in and getting out, you know, five yeah. days. They didn't give an opportunity for other people to take interest and they they fell in love. I think it was maybe like the third meeting they showed to us, at least that they were saying, I love you. They were crying together. Lauren and Cameron really just I mean, I understand that they only knew each other for five days before they got engaged. But they really I forgot how much they tugged on my heartstrings until I watched their story back again. Um, since now, you know, it was two years ago. But. They truly love each other. Mm -hmm. Three years later, they're still together. They're still very happy. They've gotten a lot of opportunities to be as a couple. Cameron is madly in love with Lauren. It's just very apparent. And she has just fully embraced him. She's fully in love with him. And so I think that they were the perfect example of this process working because give them a different situation where Lauren is meeting Cameron on a first date. I don't think they would be where they are today. Yeah. I think she might've met him and she was like, "Eh, that was fun. But is that for me?
0: Can I go back to uh, the pods? And when we're talking about how you get to go meet with different people, is there, is there competition for different people that are sort of like uh, doing well in the pods where we have uh, like a a couple of suitors vying for the same person?
2: Yes. And that is, Develops into some drama throughout the show okay. because uh, the we don't we don't get a ton of insight into like exactly what the format is of whether or not you can like request people or not. But it definitely seems like in the first stage when you're kind of initially going through and speed dating with basically everyone, you kind of narrow down, rule out some people that are definite no's, and they're not going to force you to hang out with that person again if it's a definite no. You can start narrowing it down, narrow, narrowing it down. So. Let's talk about Barnett because Barnett's the one who really uh, is kind of like he's got the pick of the litter here with the women. So there's three women in the pod phase who are really into Barnett or Matthew Barnett, who goes by his last name because he's mm-hmm. very cool. He's a real um, voce. Yeah, yeah. You got Amber jessica and lauren except we already had lauren speed so lc lc is the other one
1: and these and to, and to set the stage to to for for you to understand why he has three women vying for his attention yeah what is he doing barnett is a smooth talker, smooth talker. He, he, when they introduced us to him i was like there's absolutely no way this man is ready for marriage he 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 comes off as a playboy comes off as Uh, You know, she sounds like she's really hot or, you know, I I'm I'm used to being able to get, you know, any type of woman. He didn't say that, but he seems like he's that type of guy. It's implied. Yeah. 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 He's a smooth talker and he does that with these three women and they they're just head over heels.
2: Which is interesting because he is kind of an enigma. He seems in once they get to the real world stage, like one Mm -hmm. of the people who's kind of most ready to get married. Like, like he actually does appear to want that, even though he's a bit younger. I think he was 27 initially. Um, But so he goes in, he's basically like, I'm going to just start dropping dirty jokes and see which women laugh and which ones don't. And so the ones that laugh, those are the ones he starts narrowing down to talk with. Uh, And Amber, so one of his uh, women who he ends up, they're the other successful couple, Barnett and Amber, who get together and they have their own drama, but they're still together. Three years later, they got married. Yay for them. Um, but <laughs> they have the most drama surrounding them because uh, Barnett has to choose between three women and... And he uh, he ends up narrowing it down to Amber and Elsie, and then picks Amber. But the main drama comes between him and Jessica, who is the other girl he's interested in. And he sort of tells Jessica at some point, like, "Yeah, you know, I I really feel like I could see myself getting married to you." And she's like, "Okay," because Jessica's deciding between two guys. So she's like, "I'm locked in on Barnett." Next day, she comes back for another date in the pods. So Barnett, what about that uh, talk we had last night? with the getting married and he's like yeah i don't, I don't know how i feel day two and she's like <laughs> oh crap i gotta go to my backup plan mark then and she just goes out of there um until she sees that barnett and amber get together once we get to the couples retreat and then she spends pretty much the rest of the time trying to flirt with him trying to sabotage their relationship trying to tell amber that he's not good for her like just who going Mm -hmm. off on a whole thing. And uh, Amber's not really the kind of woman who's going to (laughs) take, take well to that.
0: Now, Asia, I saw, uh, I was watching some of the reunion show and Mm -hmm. and I saw this confrontation uh, play out on the reunion show. Does it play out in uh, season one also in the real time?
1: Absolutely. Okay. I mean, Jessica spends more time trying to get Barnett to change his mind to be with her than she does in her own marriage because she doesn't end up, or her own engage or her own relationship because she does end up getting engaged. And we'll talk about that relationship because that is, a, you know, that's its own story. But with Jessica and Barnett, she was so she she was falling so quickly for him and they just weren't on the same page like he thought, like, OK, she's top for me because We get along really well, but he always said, like, we haven't gone deeper. Right. And so Jessica was so into him that she let Mark go. Barnett was ready. said, I'm not ready. So then she went back to Mark. And so she in her head, it's always been Barnett. And it's just like, okay, well, Mark is willing to propose. So we'll we'll go through with that. But once she sees Barnett and she sees that she's so attracted to this man, she couldn't let it go. And so that's why it's still something that is a story on even after the altar, which are the three episodes that came out in 2021 um, of, you know, they don't mess with Jessica because she was so disrespectful to their relationship the entire show.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, they spend that whole time referring to her as Voldemort, not wanting to say (laughs) her name avoiding yeah. her it's great uh but the, the biggest the like sort of most flashy confrontation happens when they're living in the apartments and they're throwing a birthday party for barnett and um jessica gets gets a little bit ha- a little bit tipsy yes. has quite a few yes. drinks and then uh tries to tries to tell amber to um that she shouldn't be with barnett and and just spends a lot of time flirting with him and and i think sad part for this whole show like jessica's gone on she's she's engaged now to someone else like good for her and all that the sad part is she clearly never like went back and really watched it because yeah. she still says like i don't even know what i did wrong like why don't they like me like why because i had a conversation with him it's like yeah. oh you need to take those sweetheart. blinders off sweetheart <laughs> and see what you did um but is interesting her her main issue i think is that she Picked a different guy and then saw them in real life and was like, oh, wait, this is what I sort of gave up is yeah. Uh, Barnett. Yeah,
1: because that's but- the tough part, because like you see here, we're talking about Barnett and Amber, but Jessica is such a, a like prevalent part of their story. It's because that's what they showed like even in the pods. Barnett was seeing Jessica as the leading lady for him until he wasn't. And we never even got a full explanation of why he ended up picking Amber. I mean, I'm sure that they had depth, but it's just like that wasn't what was shown because that wasn't part of the drama. And clearly they are a good match. They've been together for three years.
0: I feel like that in the clip I watched, Jessica was so drunk when she's talking to Barnett. (laughs) Uh, I believe she said, said, you know, in... You know the forty-eight hours a day. Uh, I feel like I spend forty-six of them thinking about you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. That's uh <laughs> that's like some Tony math.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like
2: how days go.
0: It's pretty impressive if you think about yeah, it. Yeah. It is
2: pretty impressive, and and so in Jessica's like the other thing that's that's very cringy is that the the person that Jessica does pick who proposes to her. Mark on the show at least it's different in real life now but on the show at least poor Mark is just like this sweet guy who just loves Jessica and wants to be with them. There's a 10 year age gap. He's 24 and she's 34. This is like one of the hot mess relationships because He's like, "Oh, I'm not I'm not going to look at you as as a mom" and and she just like cannot get over that she's not very physically attracted to him and and the fact that there's Barnett standing over here as well. If Barnett wasn't yeah. in the picture, maybe it'd be different, but she spends the whole time trying to convince him that there's other things wrong with their relationship rather than just the fact that she's not attracted to him and that she's would rather be with barnett to the point where after they've moved into the apartments they do a pod style date where he goes into one room and she's in the other room and they have dinner because they're like this is how we connected you know when we (laughs) couldn't see each other other. (laughs) and it's so awkward
1: uh so they're they're fun um Yeah. (laughs) I mean, to be fair with like the Barnett and Jessica of it all, I think that if Barnett had picked Jessica, they would not still be together to get today for one, because I feel like Barnett would have been the person that we saw in the pods, this like player. But I feel like Amber was such a good match for him because she wasn't afraid to call him out. He's somewhat he's a little scared of her. Like he wouldn't even on the, after the altar, he would not even look at Jessica when she tried to talk to him and give him a gift. He wouldn't touch the gift. He's like, where's Amber? I, I, am sorry. I can't talk to you. Where's Amber. Where's Amber? He
2: said, I'm not allowed to.
1: So he, I think that the fear that Amber puts in him a little bit and is, is what makes their relationship work. I think that they're a lovely match. Um, So I'm, I'm very happy for those two couples, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark and Jessica.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, we, we see...
1: Barnett as being this
2: kind of like uh, player kind of guy, but I think it also helps that Amber has so much more going on in her life that he's like, oh crap, I gotta, okay, I gotta put my big boy pants on and like, <laughs> be, like fix some things because mm-hmm. she's got like, she has this whole episode where she goes through the the student debt she has, uh, along with the like credit she's card unemployed. debt. Mm-hmm. She's unemployed. Yeah, she's she, she spent some time like couch, couch surfing on other people uh houses she's um yeah she's she goes through and talks about like the multiple hundreds of dollars of like makeup credit card debt that she has yeah and stuff and so i think that that's where whereas like barnett like has a house a dog and things good and, job yeah and a good job and and their their big conflict three years later is the fact that he sold his house to pay off her student debt. And they're now living with a third roommate in an apartment, but like they're married and he's like, Mm -hmm. I want to like have kids and do this. And she's like, well, let's just do it. And he's like, yeah, we live with a roommate (laughs) in like an apartment (laughs) because I sold my house to pay off your debt. So it's interesting, but they have, they have a ton of chemistry and, and she's very, um, She's very spunky and like uh yeah she, yeah
1: it, it's it's, it's, interesting. Like, it's like where Cameron and Lauren just make sense they work like Barnett and Amber it, it's it's a different situ- situation but it works so we don't have two very similar uh, couples
0: yeah. um, going back to Mark and uh, Jessica uh, that was one of the uh rougher uh weddings uh, that I watched
1: <laughs> Mark definitely so yes in this wedding. Mark said, I do. Jessica said, I don't. Mark should have known Mm -hmm. that there was a 0% chance that she was saying I do, but he just had that faint little, like, well, maybe it's going to work out. Like Mark, her attention was on Barnett for 46 hours in one day. Mm -hmm. How, (laughs) how would she be (laughs) like, the only way she was able to smile around you was when, yeah, like the, the situation Mary said, you are in two different rooms. Um, it, she did never she never gave Mark a chance the moment she saw him. Mark is an okay looking guy, but Jessica just wasn't well, attracted. Uh,
0: damning with faint praise, Asia. <laughs> <laughs> he's okay.
2: He, he's okay. I mean and I think the thing frustrates him is like you knew the whole time like stop saying it's about the age because i told you day one when i met you that i was 24 years old and like you knew that and and they do hit it off for a lot of like those sort of checkbox what's the age difference barry 10 years years. he's 24 and she's 34 okay which is a pretty big gap (laughs) in that range like don't get me wrong i think that that's a reason to not be together, but she knew it the whole time. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they do get along. They're from the same area. They're, they like the number of times we have to hear her say that she makes great Italian beef. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I can count that on multiple hands. Yeah. Um, she talks about that a lot. There, another big conflict with them and several of the couples, Uh, this show does dive pretty deep into the bedroom lives of these people. And he's the one who, once they get to the like honeymoon stage in Mexico, he's standing around. It's very like uh, Greece, like girls over here, boys over here, they're talking. And he's like realizing that he's the only couple who uh, has not, has not um, progressed in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and of course, you've got Barnett standing next to him being like, Yeah, I threw my back out. <laughs> threw my back? Is he okay? <laughs> yeah, I think he's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Amber's wild. Yeah. Amber's wild. Yeah. We find out that Cameron's a freak. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's great.
0: Wow. Yeah, but, but, okay.
2: uh, but not so much for Mark and Jessica. Not so
0: much for Mark. Uh, Mary, if the producers tell you when it's the wedding day, like, All right. Mark, you're up first. Okay. Uh, can you like <laughs> defer? Can you say, uh, like, uh, actually, uh, I, I, I'd i like to go second. I'd like yeah, to pass.
2: Like, I want to hear what they have to say. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Like, that's a bad sign, right? Where it's like, all right, yeah. all right you're going to go first.
2: Yeah, that's a bad sign. And I do wonder if they, because I'm sure the producers sort of have it locked in, like, who's going to say yes, who's going to say no. And I feel like if I was... If I was thinking that I was in a pretty secure couple, but it's kind of it's like uh what's behind door number one. Maybe if you think you're in a secure couple and they tell you to go first, maybe you're like, okay, well, uh, maybe things are going to be good. And if you change it last second and, and say no, is this the
0: Monty Hall problem? It's it's like the Monty <laughs> Hall
2: problem. I know, like it, you gotta you gotta decide real quick. Like, do I want to be the thing to mess this up, or do I just shoot my shot and see what happens? Um, which happens a couple times. Like that's the one moment from the weddings that the the really boring couple uh kenny and and kelly who the big shock with them is just like they see they spend the entire show thinking that they seem like the perfect couple and then right before the wedding kelly's like never mind actually i'm not i'm not attracted to him and it's like whoa where did that come from we never knew that (laughs) yeah so um but the, the big thing with them is like he says yes she says no and then he has to like turn to their families and be like well, this is obviously not the outcome we wanted, but um, mm-hmm. thank you all for coming. And uh, I hope you have a nice day. <laughs> like, yes. He gives a really nice speech. But
1: but they had such mm-hmm. little drama that it was like, OK, now we know he's happily engaged, may even be married at this point. Um, yeah. And she's still single. So it's just like they didn't give us much on the show. But I'm not sure if this was in the, the highlights you saw, Rob, but. One interesting thing that Jessica had that went pretty viral on social media was she was having a conversation with Mark drinking a glass of wine oh, yeah. and then yeah, yeah, yeah. decided to give her, share, with, share it with her dog.
0: Yes. Um, Asia, do I, you I, share any alcoholic <laughs> beverages with Pepper?
1: I do not. Pepper has not had a lick of alcohol Well, ever, She's not old enough,
0: right? She's got to right. be three. <laughs>
1: and if that were ever the case but no I would never give her anything but if I were ever to hey let's share water she would not be drinking out of my water glass yeah
0: this was wild right because so she had like a glass of red wine and yeah. then she just like uh, like holds it like low enough so like the dog can like stick it's t- like it's not like that she like has like a little like a doggy like a wine glass that she <laughs> pours it into she lets the dog sit like forget wine imagine you were drinking a glass of water you would never like let your dog like uh stick it's like big slobbery tongue into the same glass and that and maybe mary because this is alcohol maybe the the alcohol is gonna kill some of the bacteria i don't know
2: my two favorite parts of this are one the fact that they're having a super like serious conversation while this is happening, and her mind is so not on it because she says it's not even like she just reaches down. She goes, "Uh, he lo- he just loves wine, <laughs> like as if this is a common occurrence. She does this often. Yes. So she says that, and also it's like imagine Rob, if you're like, you know." I really think that the most serious part of our relationship, our big issues, blah, blah, blah. Oh, she just loves wine. Sorry. What were you saying? Like, Mm -hmm. just not paying attention (laughs) and calls out the fact that her dog, this is a common occurrence. Those are my favorite parts. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yes, it wasn't the first time. And that's when I knew I can't trust this woman because (laughs) that just was not (laughs) something you do.
0: Right, and not to mention, like this is red wine. Like I don't know what the carpet situation was in the house, but you like uh, let your dog stick its muzzle in a glass of red wine. That's it. Forget it. Forget it on the carpet. It's
2: a white dog too. I feel like you're getting like stainage on the dog. Uh,
1: There's so many. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many things wrong with this that it's hard (laughs) to focus on one. And it's just like the fact that she thought this was okay. Yeah, it, it explains her behavior the rest of the season.
0: Yeah. It yeah. Yeah. was a great right. moment.
1: It
2: was, that was, that was good. Um, th- and then my other favorite couple who, uh, spoilers doesn't exactly work out, although they got close, um, is Damien and, and Giannina or Gigi, as she goes through most of this. They're like, I don't know. I hate to say this, but I'm going to, they're the toxic relationship. They're the ones mm-hmm. who, and, and I like this about this show is like, I like, analyzing other people's relationships and looking at them and, and and being like oh you know you need to get out of this or you need to witness this red flag they're the ones with like constant red flags that are not created by the format of the show that are just <laughs> them as a couple like they get together and it's so clear that they just like don't have good communication mm-hmm. and they're not a couple who who works but they both kind of like each other and and so that's like why they stick it out they end up they end up saying no she's the runaway bride which yeah. is the best part but then they so they, good they, take, they, stay <laughs> together. they stay together for like two years after this because they're still sort of together I mean it's a rocky relationship but they're still together the two years later they recently broke up I think oh uh, yeah, in yeah, 2021 but um, which I, I would say f- for the best based on yeah. <laughs> everything <laughs> with them but it's uh yeah they have just like tumultuous, lot of fighting. Yeah. This.
0: Asia, the clip of her running out of the wedding <laughs> is so amazing that basically like, uh, that it, it's, it's Damien, right? yes damien that he uh basically says like yes I, I do and then she's like no i don't and she's just like and she like storms out and then she's like escaping to like an uber or something and she's like <laughs> running away into dress and she wipes out yeah. in the mud um <laughs> trying to get to this cab or a taxi.
1: The only yeah. thing I could think about was the dress. I'm like, this poor dress is going to be so dirty. She's just out, like, it's dragging on the concrete. I I wasn't even focused on her dramatics. I was just that poor dress. I'm sure it was expensive. But yeah, Gigi is dramatic. Like, this was the only way I could see her reacting or deciding to express herself. And uh, she's just that, that girl. Mm-hmm. Well, she also, she's kind of like, gaslit the 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 wedding doesn't exactly show up but like he basically
2: spends the day leading up to the wedding being like I'm all in I just need you to get all in and she's the one who's wavering so then last mm-hmm. second at the wedding she says yes and he says no and she's like you've got to be kidding me
0: <laughs> oh I had it back, I'm sorry I you. had it backwards yeah, yeah. sorry', I'm yeah. sorry. So I apologize it,
2: it makes it so much more, more dramatic because you're like oh she was doing. She finally said yes. She wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, because she's all like it, her and and her mom. They're very they're very like telenovela. They're very mm-hmm. like dramatic. Like her mom runs after her and ends up you know having this whole conversation with her about how she deserves better and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's the it's the scene of her slipping in the grass with the big muddy stain on the back of her mm-hmm. dress. <laughs> yes, so good. And that just goes on and
0: on. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite things that happened with them, from what I saw was that there was some talk about uh their love life. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and there was things that, like I, I guess um we're not, we're not going super great. And Gigi says to Damien eventually. She's like you know how that you have told me that this that our that our uh sexy time is uh the best that you've ever had. He's like yes. Like, have you noticed I haven't returned the compliment?
2: (laughs) 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 And it's it's like so dramatic how it's filmed because you see him in the apartment sitting in the bedroom. And then in the same shot, she's like facing the camera, leaning against the counter in the kitchen and yelling at him. It's sort of pod style. They're not looking at each other. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They they need that separation. Um, And yeah, it's so good because she's just like very much the center of the narrative where she's like constantly asking Damien like, you know how like, you know how you do this and I don't say that Mm -hmm. you know like, oh, it's so good. Mm -hmm. And then of course Damien's like, Well, I didn't I didn't say it was I didn't say it was the best. Damien. Um, yeah, uh, their,
1: their communication is just awful. Like They just want to be the one-upper of who can say the worst thing to each other. So it was like, I'm sure Gigi had hinted at, you know, like, okay, maybe if you try this, that'll be better. Maybe you try that. And the fact that she had to call it out to him because he just wasn't getting it, it was like, that's annoying. But then he also I feel like he's worse when he's with her, which is why I'm so thankful they're not together anymore, because um, I just feel like they're better people without each other. Um, it's just like there's constantly throughout the season moments and even into the uh, into the after the altar that they oh, yeah. just try to say the worst thing to each other. It's like two people don't have to say these things to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they have a fight. Where he's having an argument with her about how he just wants to talk to her, but
2: she's always on her phone. And during the conversation, she picks up her phone and starts <laughs> swiping on it. Yeah. And he's like, You've got you don't even realize you're doing mm-hmm.
1: yeah. huh. and, and there were there's big uh crossover here. So yeah. you've you've watched a little bit of Too Hot to Handle, right? Sure, uh, sure. Okay. Season one, Francesca.
0: Yes, yes with Harry.
1: Okay. Go on. She has she has befriended Damien. There were paparazzi photos of them leaving. Yeah, she, there are paparazzi photos of them leaving dinner and looks like they're holding hands. Hands are just a little close, could be the angle. And she's on after the altar, the three bonus episodes we got. And her and Damien are just flirting. And, you know, he's like, this is just my friend. And then he invites her to the two year anniversary party for uh, the two couples that did make it. Knowing Gigi's there. And at this point, Gigi and Damien are still together. But he invites Francesca, makes it a point to introduce her to everyone around the party. And Gigi's like, are you serious? Yeah, what is that? (laughs) And Literally.
2: (laughs) Like, I don't know if he truly believes that he's the good guy in this scenario. Yeah. Because, like, you know, this is being filmed. And, like, Gigi's going to watch it later if you stay together. Because he's like there yeah and the he goes out on this lunch quote-unquote lunch date they're just going to drink wine with um with uh gg very clearly just trying to get her drunk because he's like do they have shots here can we get oh what's your highest alcohol wine <laughs> and and then when he asks her to come to the event with him she's like as as your friend or as your date and he's mm-hmm. like as my friend, but we'll
1: see where the night goes. Whoa. Yeah, Franche- yeah so, Francesca yeah. had no idea that him and Gigi were still a thing. She just Stuck thought like, Gigi Yeah, wait, this was
0: this was the, he was try- on a day uh, out with Francesca, and then yes. and, and what was this? This was part of the uh, after the altar. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: um, this was part of the after the because altar. Because
0: let me just say That's that funny. as as a person in a relationship, <laughs> I'm not even allowed to follow Francesca on Instagram. <laughs> Let alone yeah, have a lunch as friends, no less. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, where well, you're asking, where you're flexing, and she's like, "Oh, you look good." And he's like, "Well, why don't you touch it? You
0: mm-hmm. want to touch it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah." this might be overcompensating. After the, uh, did you not notice? Notice I didn't return the compliment <laughs> remark.
2: Right. Yeah. There's a lot, but I I did laugh when I had before watching that after the altar and labeled them the toxic relationship. And then he has this whole conversation about how he got Botox in his armpits. Yes. And Francesca tells him that that keeps the toxins in. And he goes, Oh, am I a toxic person? Like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, you are. Absolutely. Extremely- you are the toxic yes. person. Of yes. yeah. yeah. Oh my God. So they're, they're yeah. fun. But mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's a uh, it, there's so much interesting stuff that happens in this show, you know, from from people getting together. There, there is another couple who technically gets engaged and then they break up at the honeymoon phase. Um I am interested to know whether or not the show was like. Look, we only planned for five. So, uh, <laughs> which one of you is most likely to break up? I need that to happen. Um, and uh, the, the saddest part about the Carlton and Diamond, I think, is just that in the two years later, it, you, it seems like Carlton has not learned or grown
0: mm-hmm, at right. all mm-hmm. since
1: then. Yeah, um, which was sad, but. So their story was interesting because Carlton and Diamond, they were pretty highlighted. Like even in the first episode, they Mm -hmm. were given confessionals. And then it comes out that Carlton has this big secret. Oh, my goodness. What is the big secret? Well, he's bi. Right. And he does not reveal that to uh, to Diamond before he proposes. So they get to know each other on this deep level. He proposes. Now they're engaged. They've met. And then he reveals it to her in Mexico like hey I have to tell you like this big secret of mine and he tells her that he used to date men and she's like okay well this is like I just need to process this like this is a lot of information right so she goes away they meet up again she's like okay well I've processed it now I'm trying to like take it in he's like see and he's already on the defense he's like see that's why I don't date bees like you that's why Mm -hmm. you need to fix your wig he takes (laughs) the ring and throws and they just like it's like it escalates from zero yeah. to a hundred. Yeah. So she, she
0: threw a drink She's on like, him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, it's, yeah. Is out there like okay? I thought about it. I processed it. Like yeah. I got some questions, but we're, I'm still in it. Yeah, he's just immediately like the fact that you even had to take a time <laughs> to think about this. like right. you're the one who built it up as this big secret.
1: Like right. I don't know. It was it was a it whole was, it was a whole yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whole so thing. so Rob, you yeah. know the cast of Celebrity Big Brother, right? Yes. Okay, so Cynthia Bailey, yes, Carlton used to be her assistant. He okay. was, it was like season, what was it? Season er, early season of uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta.
0: Did he draft the friendship contract? <laughs>
1: right? I'm not sure. I uh, I do know that the his most iconic scene on that show was him getting kicked out of a photo shoot because he was getting into it with another one of the housewives. Um, oh, yeah, he was he, featured on the show. He was featured on the got show. It. Yeah. He it, it came up Carlton, Cynthia's assistant. And then he started talking to one of the other housewives and got kicked out of the photo shoot. So that was his claim to fame. Back prior to that. <laughs> but prior to that. Yeah. And so yeah. now we see this new Carlton. And the, the odd thing about the relationship, they, they couldn't even make it through the experiment. And then he tries to somewhat get her back on the reunion because he's so sorry. And she's just like, No. I'm not, I'm not into it. We, we, you disrespected me pretty mm-hmm. bad. So <laughs> yeah. So, wow couple.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, yeah. Any other highlights that you saw that you wanted to bring up or we could pretty much cover everything.
0: Uh, I couldn't be more pumped up for season two.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> this, this show has you know, everything. My, my hope for season two is that they do keep the sort of like serious level up enough of like, hey, this is for marriage. Like, try to take it seriously because I, I think that it's interesting to follow the drama of which people are actually compatible in real life in these real scenarios. It's less fun to follow like manufactured drama. Um, I my fear is that the show was so popular that you probably have a lot of people who just want to be on reality TV now going, mm-hmm. you know, looking for this. Whereas with season one, you know, it was the first season. So no one really knew what it would be like. So they're all a lot more, you know, all in. Um, yeah. One thing we completely didn't mention because it's extremely not important, but interesting fact, the hosts of the show. Oh Nick my god, The worst, wife, honestly, Vanessa, the <laughs> Yeah. The worst part of the show,
0: to me. Nick Lachey it's, and Vanessa Lachey.
2: Yeah, yes. except the, the most annoying part is how they introduce themselves every time they show up. <laughs> and they're mostly in the pod phase and then the honeymoon phase. I don't even remember if they make it to the weddings. They do nothing. They're the yeah. least, like, they have absolutely nothing except for explaining to the audience how the show works. But they always show up with Nick going, this is Vanessa Lachey. And, of course, you all know I'm Nick Lachey. It's like, did we? <laughs> we know like, no, I, at this point, I know her better than I know you. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He always introduces himself like that. And, of course, of course. me. Of course, me, Nick Lachey. Um Yeah, and they do and absolutely
1: nothing. They add nothing. I saw them in the season two teaser. I really hope that they're not. Maybe they did. I, hope, I don't know. I, I feel like they're back. For some reason, they may be back. It would have been a perfect opportunity to get Cameron and Lauren, show a success yes. story, show what People could be, but yeah, Vanessa and Nick, they are the yeah least important part of this show. <laughs> like the show does not even need a host, mm-hmm. but they apparently want Nick and Vanessa. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Nick yeah. And vanessa so. they're, they're back. They were hosting the reunion show. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah.
1: added nothing.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, could we talk about just the format of how these uh, shows drop? Because this is not like the traditional Netflix just uh, dropped the whole season on us. Uh, that they actually, I, I think, uh, do this in a smart way.
2: Yeah. So the way they dropped season one was the first drop uh, was five episodes, which took place all in the pods or at the couple's retreat in Mexico. So they kind of give you that first two phases there mm-hmm. drop two, which was a week later, gave you six through nine Episode six through nine, which were all the apartment living in Atlanta, meeting the families, uh, learning about each other and the bachelor and bachelorette mm-hmm. parties, which was mostly just Jessica drama on that one. Um, <laughs> and then drop three was the weddings. And then they later did a fourth drop, which was the reunion show. Mm-hmm. So they, they separate them that way. It's pretty fun. Um, I I believe that our plan is, is to cover it with one podcast per drop. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they'll drop um, on Fridays and then we will drop the episodes uh, probably what Sunday night or Monday ish.
0: Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. See the weekend. That's, that's perfect.
2: You got the yeah. weekend to to binge it, and we'll uh, we'll talk about everything, and and at least it gives us time to predict which weddings <laughs> we'll go which way. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. Um, I I hope it's going to be good. The teaser that they've released so far for Love Is Blind season two, uh, they're very deliberately like not really showing any of the people's faces. They're kind of hiding that, you know, keeping it keeping it blind, <laughs> so that it's the, we don't even know. Wow. Um, so it's yeah. going to be, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. I yeah. think to
1: get at least one more Hamilton success story. Right. Fingers crossed. Because honestly, because of the success of season one, I was so afraid this was going to turn into like the Jersey shore where the cast is the cast. And we're just going to keep getting specials forever with these casts. And oh my ketchup. God. Yeah. Know, because now that, you know, people are dating each other that we're in the pods, it's kind of like how bachelor nation people date people in bachelor nation. And yes. um, we just have to watch it on Instagram. But I'm glad that they're doing a season two. And like Mary said, I just really hope that people are here for the right reasons and that (laughs) people actually want to get married because otherwise it's just going to be, you know, the drama of it all. But we'll still watch.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Anything else uh, to set people up for Love is Blind?
1: Hey, if y'all are looking for more Love is Blind content before the episodes drop, there's the Love is Blind Brazil that's oh, out there. I how haven't is watched that? it yet. Oh, how was that? I haven't watched it yet, but it's out there. It's out on there.
0: Netflix. It's out there.
2: Definitely check out season one. And if you, if you watched season one but you did not watch the three-part special of the two years later, watch that because it's not like a staged reunion show. It's more like the regular part of the season so it's it's yeah. very interesting and there's a whole lot of drama out of that
0: okay yeah all right so I'm gonna give out the podcast link uh, one more time make sure you subscribed and set up uh, go to rob's website.com a first sight feed uh, because uh, that's where you could hear all of the episodes of the love is blind Rahap up and all of the episodes of the married at first sight Rahap up with Asia Welch and Jason Reed what's been going on, on married at first sight Asia?
1: Whoo, it's been a season. We have a couple that is similar to Jessica and Mark, where the bride is not attracted to the groom whatsoever and will not give him a chance. At this point, they are at the honeymoon and she's probably talked to him a total of like 30 minutes. And so she just, but the the problem is she won't say she's unattractive to him. She just is bringing up everything else. Like, Oh, your brother said this or your friend said this, or I learned this about you from your friends. And it's like, no, you're just unattractive. You're not attracted to him. So mm-hmm. please just say that because otherwise she just looks like a jerk. Um, So that, that drama has been there, but we do have a couple of uh, couples that look very promising. They could stay together. Um, Some that are just like, no, that's not gonna work out, but i'm I appreciate you for trying right now. uh, so it took a good season. Um we just released uh, an episode with Sarah Carradine last week, which was awesome. She's great um so definitely go check that out. But yeah, we'll be covering it every week uh season fourteen right now there it's in uh, Boston
0: okay. All right. Uh, And then, of course, um, we have so much uh, Celebrity Big Brother uh, going on as well right now. I know you're both uh, very busy uh, covering all of that. Uh, Mary, uh, what else is going on for you?
2: Yeah, Celebrity Big Brother, of course, and uh, eventually all the other... Big Brother as that starts coming out, we're, we're starting to hit that part of the year where I just only see Big Brother in my future at this point. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we got uh, we got lucky and the the Riverdale season six continuation has been pushed a little bit so we're on hiatus from that but um, season season two or book two of, of Twilight, so new Moon is dropping over on Kawski cast soon uh, after we get out our two, uh, 2021 special so look for that over on Kawski cast.
0: You know something else that the two of you have in common besides wonderful taste in television shows is that I am very lucky to be here with two of the greatest Twitter handles in all of RHAP. Yeah. Where, where where can people follow you two on social media?
1: Yeah, so you can follow me at Asia Like Asia, so A Y S H A like A S I A. I was I was on the uh, the uh, shit nineties pod uh, talking about Boy Meets World, and we talked about name spellings. And which which led to my Twitter name because oh. people will spell my name any kind of way, right? They'll throw the Y around in different places. <laughs> you know, I'll get ASIA. So I just, they'll spell it different ways and then pronounce it different ways. So I, this it, this Twitter name came to be because it's like, hey, I'll teach you how to spell it and how to pronounce it.
0: So yeah. Okay. There we go. All right. Yeah. And Mary.
1: Yeah. Oh, of
2: course. Yes. Frail Mary everywhere. Um, Just doing my absolute best to take that on every single type of platform that exists. So uh, you
1: should be able to (laughs) find that nice and easy.
0: Okay. Um, Oh,
1: I do. I do want to add. I'm very excited to be podcasting with Mary because I will say anytime I'm just down, I need a good laugh. I turn on your impersonation of Frenchie from Big Brother. (laughs) And I cannot help but like belly laugh. Is like the greatest yes. thing
0: oh. I've ever yeah. seen. We'll have to
2: see with Celebrity Big Brother if there's one.
0: Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, or, or on Love Is Blind, will you play any characters?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we get if we get anyone good, um, we'll have to have to see what I can pull out of my out of my trunk of wigs. Okay. Yeah. So All right. Well. well.
0: we'll This was so informative. Uh, I can't wait for the podcast coverage of uh, Love is Blind. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And of course, uh, in addition to Love is Blind, uh, check out everything else we have going on with Celebrity Big Brother, uh, The Amazing Race. And if you uh, miss anything, catch up on our brand new The Weekly Rehap Up, where we're talking about all of the best uh, moments and conversations that happen each week on RHAP. If you see something happening that should be in the show, send it in. Rob's website.com slash best stuff. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.